Hello there, guys, and welcome back to the Powerful Performer Podcast. Hope you're enjoying these episodes at the moment. Who is the Powerful Performer Podcast for? Wow, that's a mouthful, isn't it? It's for people who want to perform at the highest standard through their body, through their mind, and ultimately through their career. Today, we're going to talk about a phrase that I hear the most and I really feel that it's sabotaging people really reaching their true potential uh, and ultimately in terms of body, stripping body fat, building muscle and, and having an outstanding amount of energy, but also in terms of, of their career and um, in, in life. And essentially, it's people putting things off. The number one phrase I hear as a coach is this, and you may have used it, you may have heard it before, I'll take care of myself in X time when I have X and Y in place. So I'll take care of myself in one year's time when I have money and I have a solid foundation in place. And that's very interesting because in my head I go, well, that's never going to happen unless you do that first, unless you find a way of actually taking yourself seriously, actually putting yourself first And all these things will start to happen in abundance because you'll be stronger, you'll be more capable, you'll have more energy, you'll have more confidence, uh, you'll be happier, you'll be more positive. Your energy will dramatically change in in every situation. And essentially the way you view the world will be constantly different. So the things that you then acquire into your life will be totally different. And this is the one, uh, uh, the biggest lines that I think are actually stopping individuals from, from taking ownership because they can't take ownership because this putting something in the way. And, and that is a, a safety mechanism. It's something that's getting in the way because something could potentially be taking them out of, of their comfort zone. And I, I'm aware that as I'm saying this, this is quite a, a deep, maybe an awkward conversation to, to have with people. Maybe you're in this yourself. Maybe you know someone who, who's going through this um, themselves. And it's not the easiest conversation to have, but sometimes the things that scare us and we put up these sort of safety mechanisms, and I do it with certain things as well, is because that we know it might push us out of our comfort zone. And what happens when we go out of our comfort zone, it doesn't feel that nice. We're staying in our comfort zone because we're using the safety mechanism so we can stay in our cocoon, so we can stay in in our lovely little bubble that feels really nice. But unfortunately, to get to the next level in body, mind, career, family life, personal life, social life, with anything... We have to take small steps out of our comfort zone every single day, every single week, every single month so we can grow. And my proposal is that we start taking ownership. And how do we do that? We have to let that guard down. We have to step out of our comfort zone and into the unknown a little bit. Don't get me wrong. If we step too far out of our comfort zone, it will be too scary. It will be too much going on in in the head. It will be too fearful. The things will be unknown. I'm trying, I'm thinking now of someone who, you know, can't leave their house. If they go down to Sainsbury's from leaving the house, it's probably going to be too much. If they take one step out of the door and then step back in the next day, two steps out of the door. If we do things slowly, that's when the growth will, will really happen. So I want to propose this. I want to propose these three key principles in how to take ownership so you can get the results that you want in, in all areas of your life. Number one, you have to be prepared to fail. You're not going to get it right all the time, especially if you're trying to change your habits and put new ones in place. You are going to fail. You are going to have to experiment. So experimentation is one of the things that will have to be done 
in order to fail, in order to get things wrong, in order to get things right, in order to be sad, in order to be happy. We have to experiment. And I heard the other day, that's where true creativity comes. If you're someone who wants to be as creative as possible, um, you will need to experiment with things. In order to be prepared to fail, you do have to take risks. You do have to take that step off the cliff into the sea. I'm thinking now of like when we're jumping off cliffs and when we're going into the, the sea, there is that moment of like, oh God, what is going to happen? When we're on roller coaster, we're about to go down the oblivion, down the vertical drop, there is that slight thing of going, is this the time that it breaks down? There has to be. So we have to, be, we have to take risks in order to, to reap those benefits, in order to be prepared to fail. Because when we fail, we get feedback of actually what needs to be right. So if we do a bad audition, if we have a bad phone call, if we have a bad workout, that is great. Why? Because it's feedback and knowing how you fix it next time. Once is um, a mistake, twice becomes a habit. So if you're continuously going in, having bad workouts, that's then a habit and something needs to be stopped. But if you have one, okay, well, why did that happen? I had um, insomnia the other day and I slept for an hour. This never normally happens to me, but I slept for an hour. The whole next day, I spent my time going, why did that happen? Okay, maybe I was too hungry. Maybe I didn't give myself enough break um, when it was my, my day off. So we have to be looking back at the times when we fail, then we can learn from it, then we can take ownership, and then we can start to get success. Number three, we've got to treat everything more lighthearted. Sometimes when we're going into these new things, it's like we get really down and we get really thought provoking, provocative, whatever the right, the right word is, but everything's heavy. Oh man, I had a bad workout. Oh man, I had a bad audition. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Everything lighthearted, you know, because when we're lighthearted, we're more creative. And when we're more lighthearted, we're more positive. And actually, we're just lighter. We're, we're quicker. We're more sort of man malleable. So take everything more lighthearted. It doesn't matter if we fail. It doesn't matter if we have a bad workout. It doesn't matter. Just take everything far more light lighthearted. And it'd be, be far easier to fail. Therefore, you're far more likely to get that data in order to success. Number three, keep shit simple. When things aren't simple, uh, it gets too much and we, we definitely won't do it. So how do we keep shit simple? We need a clear, visible, simple plan. Uh, and I've just wrote down clear, visible plan because when things are clear and visible, it is really simple. I think certainly with the, the exercise um, department, the fitness industry, maybe, you know, maybe other things as well when really into it. You know, um, I've had moments where I've gone to singing lessons and I've been like, oh, what is it, man? What really is, is the answer? Why can't I do that? And you get, you get deep into stuff. And actually having a clear, visible plan is, is really, really important. If we just go into the gym, we don't have a plan, um, we're, we're never going to get success. We're probably going to fail all the time. If we get something that's too complicated, if something's too hard for us, if we don't like it, um, we don't know where we're going, we can't see results, um, it just destroys all motivation. So keep things really, really simple. Keep things clear. What am I trying to achieve this workout? What am I trying to achieve during this audition? Um, and, and I like to use metrics that are visible. You know, like how do we know if it's going right? How, how do I know if my goal is, is going right? If you can't see it, if you can't picture it in your head, then it's too complicated. Scrap it. Uh, keep shit simple. How do we keep shit simple is we, we need one new focus um, every single week. So we can start to stack those habits on, on each other. Certainly with exercise, with everything, we kind of just go into day-to-day -day life and we're just sort of just coasting by, doing things the same as last week. But if we have a clear focus, this week I am trying to lift 0.5 kg heavier within my bench press. Be specific. This week, I am going to make an awkward conversation to my agent. You know, having one new focus really 
sets that focus in place so then we can we can grow we can do things that are uncomfortable that that don't quite uh, feel that good but then after we do it guess what we we get reach that new level and we're constantly pushing our boundaries of what is actually um comfortable write it down in the calendar and i've got this saying if it doesn't go in the calendar it won't happen you know what do you want your eating to be like today? If you're on a set amount of, of calories, if you're trying to hit a certain amount of, of protein target, put it in your, your calendar. What time do you want to work out? Don't just say, I've got to go to the gym today. What time are you actually going to go to the gym? Make that happen. You're, you're meeting friends. You've got work. Schedule it in. I even schedule it in free time or fun, as I like to call it. So I know for that two hours, it's totally enjoyment. It's totally fun for me. I don't have to worry about answering WhatsApp. I don't have to worry about what time do I need to be uh, at work or whatever. It's just, it's just everything is there. And if it's not in the calendar, it probably won't happen. And I like to think about it as if we need to not think about things as much as possible because as soon as we think about things, we're probably not likely to do it, especially with things that we're trying to do, new habits that we're trying to put into place. So if we write it, put it down in the calendar, we then don't have to think about it. We don't, then don't have to waste energy going, when am I going to go to the gym? What do I eat? What workouts am I doing? How is that audition going to go? I need to learn balance. If we can get it down, we don't have to think about it. Then we save energy. Then we can be better and more present in actually the activities that we're, that we're going to do. Environment. In order to take ownership, the third key principle is environment. And this is so important. I've been having a lot of lovely chats with people and other fellow performers on Instagram today about environment. What do we mean by environment? Your gym environment. If your gym doesn't make you want to be better, if it doesn't give you a new vibe, if it doesn't have the, I'm going to say, apparatus there, which is going to order you to get more growth and sort of uh, improve your, your, your body and mind and your energy, get rid, go into a gym with it feels great. It has all the equipment. You're looking at people going, wow, you make me want to be better. That's super important. Some people love pure gym. Some people hate it. If you hate it, why are you there? There's other gyms, go for it. Environment being the, the, the coach, you know, you could have a coach. We, talk, we could talk about exercise. We can talk about acting. We can talk about you not needing um, a coach, but the, a coach or someone who is where you potentially want to be or someone who has the um, education or the tools that you need can give you them and can constantly give you brain food. And that can start to alter your, your environment. You become like the 5% of people who you surround yourself with. So if one of those people is a coach who is giving you the knowledge, if it's an acting coach, a singing coach, uh, a therapist, a counselor, uh, a personal trainer, if you're getting the brain food from them, it is going to change your environment because your actions and your habits will start to change. You'll start to do things differently. You'll start to do things better. You'll start to get those results. Then it'd be like, well, I'm going to do more of that. Then you'll start to get introduced to different people. You'll start to get different jobs. You'll start to get more results and it, and it will sort of change. Number three is your environment with your friends. Like I said, you become like 5% of the people who surround yourself with. If all your friends are negative and you want to become positive, you're fighting an uphill battle. If you want to get fit and all your family aren't fit and consume low quality food every single night and don't have any education nutrition, it's going to be near impossible. If you want to lose some weight, but your partner is constantly like, why are you doing that? I don't want you to lose weight. You're, you're probably 90% likely not going to lose the weight. So essentially your environment, your, the things that surround yourself, the things that influence you are really, really important. And they have to add up in who you want to become, the body you want to create, um, and, and the mindset that you want to create as, as well. So how to take ownership, be prepared to 
fail, um, take risks, experiment, treat everything lightheartedly, keep shit simple, you need a clear, visible plan, you want to have one new focus a week, you want to write it down in the diary, the stuff that you want to get done. How can you alter your environment? Look at your gym, look at the coach, look at your friends, look at your family, look at the people who you're surrounding yourself with and get it in line. If all of that is in line with your goal, if your actions are in line with your goal, you're gonna be able to take ownership um, and see better results. So I guess this podcast is all about how to see better results and stop using that safety mechanism. I'll do this with this time. And I think it's better actually not to use that. I think if you're not going to do it, just don't say anything. And I think if you are going to do it, then really commit to it, say it and do it. And the reason why I say this, and I, and I probably sound so passionate, is because I do have phone calls a lot of the time throughout the week for people who want to better their, their body, their, their mind, their energy, their, their confidence. Then the phone calls are like, I think that's amazing. I think that's exactly what I need. I'm going to go away about and think about it and never hear from them again. And they may have another coach. They may get another program, which is absolutely amazing. But I suspect 90% of those people actually um, don't take um, action. And that's a shame because, you know, it, they're unable to step outside of their, of their comfort zone. And if that sounds like I was getting that from them, uh, definitely not getting that. I'm, but I'm just saying I see it from the other point of view of like, ah, you could really change your body. You could really upscale your, your confidence. And, and I've heard there that you want to do it and you're in a lot of pain because you've tried for, for three years. And then another question here, just to throw in there before the end of the podcast for you to, to answer or journal or think about is who do I need to become? I, you know, I say, instead of saying, who do I want to become? I want to lose weight or I want to become like this. Who do I need to become? Who do my family need me to, to, to become? Who do I need to become to get this certain job? Who do I, who do I need to become um, in order to, to upscale my body? I think need promotes urgency um, and want is, is automatically subconsciously saying that I'm, I'm not really going to have it. So by asking that question, who do I need to become? And you can say it for who do my family need to become if, if you work better doing things for, for other people? I think that's a great question. I've got some questions here. Um, where do you want to be in 12 months, in body, mind, and, and career. And this is helping us start to take ownership and start to write it down and start to write that clear, visible action plan. You may want to rewind this podcast and you may want to go through some of the things that I um, said in order for you to answer these questions probably. Who do you want to be in 12 months within your body, within your mind, and within your career? This is very, very important, this second one. What's the reason behind the goal? And this is what I speak to my clients about all the time. Weight loss, I want to lose weight, is not good enough. What's the reason behind the weight loss goal? Maybe you're someone who is, has spent 15 years trying to get the weight off and you feel underconfident, you don't have um, any, any stamina and it's just something you really want. That's the reason behind the goal and that creates a why and the why is the important thing. And I say, if you get the reason right, the goal will naturally follow. It will easily follow because your why, your reason will be, it will embody you you know, that's why you'll have to do something every single day and, and, you know, you won't stop. Number three, this is a brilliant question. If you couldn't fail, what three action steps would you take to achieve your goal? And I asked my team that last week in our, um, in, in our live sessions that we do. If you couldn't fail, what three action steps would you take to achieve your goal? It could be with your body. It could be with your mind. It could be with your career. It could be in your personal life. But I think sometimes we're scared about failing. We're scared about the negative so much that we actually don't think about the positive. And I think if you couldn't fail, if you had an unlimited amount of money, if you had anything, what three action steps would you take in order to, to achieve that goal? Uh, so I hope that was enjoyable. Um, I hope you, you enjoyed that. I hope that was very uh, useful. If you want to keep yourself accountable um, and send me a message with what your three 
three action steps would be in order to achieve your goal. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear that you enjoyed um, the podcast. Again, people will probably say they'll do it, but then they'll get to tomorrow and they'll go, I don't know what I will. And that's exactly the sort of accountability or taking ownership that we're trying to promote here um, on this episode. Anyway, I think that is enough from me. Have a marvellous week wherever you are. If you're in the sun, if you're in the rain, if you're eating pizza, if you're eating... Wow, I was about to say eating water. If you're eating tiramisu and pizza, wow, that's on my mind. I really want that. Anyway, big love from me. Have a, an awesome week and an awesome weekend. And we'll speak next week. Bye.